I'm finna put all this in my book bag, cause I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. Boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition, and we're back today with episode 9. And Ari's here. Hey, hey, hey. So, we decided that today we want to give you guys a part 2 to mixing business with pleasure. And how Mm -hmm. it doesn't always go so well. And some of the things that you need to watch out for, right? Whether that's with the other person or with yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Because when you're in business and it's mixing business with pleasure, you have a personal relationship with someone, um, it's, it's on you to check yourself. Yeah. You shouldn't put it on the other person to check you. Uh, when you do that, you're just damaging the relationship. What do you think about that, Ari? Um, yeah, I agree. There's there's ways that the space has to be managed no matter how the relationship was developed, right? Um, it could be that the personal space started first and then you moved into business mm-hmm. or, um, you know, you started off with business and a lot of people who have clients, they end up developing close relationships with their clients still requires you to make sure you're you're managing that space well. Right. So we're going to start off with the story of, and th- this is the first time that mixing business with pleasure goes wrong for me. And what I mean by that is, you know, this isn't somebody that I have an intimate relationship with. This is a friend of mine mm-hmm. who's married. Um, and, you know, my wife and I at the time, so my ex-wife, we are, all four of us are collabing on a entrepreneur course, mm-hmm. right? I've had this idea for an entrepreneur course uh, for some years now. I want to say 2017 Okay, is when this one occurs. Mm-hmm. So we're working on it. We're showing up week after week. We start divvying up the assignments for who's doing what with the course, who can build what portion, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. As time goes on, it starts to become what seems like a little bit tedious Yeah. for uh, the other couple. Uh, the man doesn't have a problem. He doesn't have an issue at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the woman does, the wife does, is she sends a very weird email mm-hmm. detailing why she needs to separate and there's a conversation with me that says, I thought we were building a business, but so far we've only worked on the course. And I retorted to her, if we don't build a course, we don't have a business. Yeah. Right? So that was where I realized, like, okay, well, this isn't going to work with somebody who thinks that a business is a shell. So that, I believe, starts with uh, the first point here, right? when you are mixing business with pleasure, I think that we just kind of got to lay it out on the table. Like, hey, this is the vision, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody's got to talk about what their um, interpretation of that vision is, what they would like to see that turn into or how they want to play a role in that. Um, And we talk about this a lot in our household you know, just managing the expectations, um, you know, of this project, of developing this business with one another. Because at the end of the day, 
you, you've got to create something, whether that's a product or a service that you're giving to be a business. So we've got to tackle people's uh, beliefs and views on business before deep diving into the space with one another. Right. And if anybody is ever hoping to work with me on business or if you ever hear me or call me out to give a presentation or a talk, Mm-hmm. The first thing I'm going to tell you is I don't care what you want to call your business. I don't care what you want to brand it. I care that you have a product that people want yeah. or a service that people want. And if you didn't figure that out before you started the business, then good luck by the time tax season comes around. Good luck by the time you, you actually have to start paying some bills for that business entity. Um because right. that's not going to work out too I'm, well. I'm going to agree with you on that doubly because um, a number of people will come to me about branding, right? And mm-hmm. people want to deep dive into the brand, but the brand is being developed from your product or your service and the, uh, the why of why you're doing these things. We can't jump into... Um, the presentation right yes before we've actually determined that there's something to give people because that's how i view business you know what i mean you're trying to create something that you are giving to people so we gotta start there right (laughs) so that that was one example of how mixing business with pleasure went wrong right Mm mm-hmm um then I got a story. Okay. Let's hear right. it. Um it same thing. Somebody that I had a close relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, we were both moms trying to figure it out, right? Um she came up with her business idea at the time. It was making soaps because we were doing um we were doing the essential oil thing with one another. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, let's start making actual products that we can sell to people so I started helping her with um, with creating her soaps mapping out the idea how she was gonna fulfill her orders um, where we could go take the soaps all of these things getting into the nitty-gritty of the business and because there were things that didn't go smoothly in our personal relationship right it really affected um, the ability to continue trying to work with one another on a business venture. And uh, that, that rolled into a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, right? Sending out a text to a bunch of people about Hetshun, mm-hmm. right? And I send it to this person and we have a conversation about the raw feelings she still had on the personal side, right? And I'm going, hey, my I, I've said it from the beginning. What I wanted to do with you was work on business together, right? Because I, I, I felt like I want to see people reach their greatness as well. Mm-hmm. So how can we work together to do those things? So I've let go of the personal things. So that we can continue to do that, but that's not where you're at, and that's fine. Um, but the the second thing just being, if you are deciding to mix business and pleasure, um, 
I try my best to have just a kind of steadfast rule of unless it's something really serious where I now feel like I can't trust this person right and business together personal shit that happens do my best to let it go right and even if you're not letting it go mm-hmm. separate it from the business right yeah because just because you don't like how I dealt with you on this personal level um, doesn't mean that you're not a good business partner. And a right. good example of that would be, um, for example, my ex-wife, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the way that we are still in business with each other is that we own a house together. Mm-hmm. When we were getting divorced, there was talks about selling the house. And I said, look, we're getting divorced because we've realized we don't work. Right. But that doesn't mean we have to make a stupid financial decision. Right. Right. So based off of our financial literacy mm-hmm. and, you know, just having a logical conversation, mm-hmm. no matter how much at the time, you know, she may have hated my guts or I may have hated her guts, mm-hmm. which if you know me personally, you know, like my thing with that sort of thing is that's nobody's fucking business. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to tell anybody's stories so that they could pick up my fights and you know, what my relationship is with you is what my relationship is with you. But my thing is, that doesn't matter because I'm not going to now make a stupid decision mm-hmm. financially just because we don't like each other. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you go back to episode three, this is where working with an enemy yeah. because people don't stay your friends and business partners aren't going to stay your friends. Yeah. Right? They You guys may break up and have all sorts of things, but... You need to be a principled person, right? Like, and when I say that, you need to be a person that operates in your life based on principle for a business partnership to work, period. I'm, I'm glad that it popped up into your head because if you didn't say it, I was going to point back to that exact episode, um, you know, because it is something that occurs and it may not even be your direct business partner, Right. Sometimes you will have business dealings, whether that's with a client or a customer mm-hmm. or working with another business owner, right? You guys may not get along on a personal level, but this business collaboration or this business transaction makes sense, right? right? There's a benefit for both parties. Um, there's a benefit for both parties in that. I don't see why because you like oranges and and I like mangoes, that means we can't do, move forward on business with one another. But being an outsider of watching you, um, you know, do business with your ex-wife, what I will say, um, one of the great things that I got to witness in that is where each person's strengths get to show up, right? Yes. We talked about how Project management is her thing. Yeah. Right? Handling the project management portion of this extremely well. Yep. Right? And even within our business, you are not the details guy. No. Right? So it's great that um, the two of you were able to move past whatever personal thing to continue to, to focus on the business um, because that skill that she has where she is focusing on the details um, just continues to let you work on the spaces where 
um, you're better suited to because I think that it would have been hell for you, which means hell for me and everybody else in if this I house was, right. if you had to be the person dealing with all of the details. Well, and, <laughs> and that's really what it is. I don't like details, but it's not that I can't do them. And I, I was just going to go off on that quick sidebar, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why business partnerships are so important, mm-hmm. right? Um, I am very detailed and meticulous in what has been my um, cybersecurity career. Yeah. Right. Because the that job requires me to be detailed and meticulous and pay attention to all these small little details. There's analysis and recognizing patterns and all sorts of crap. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I get into my personal life, I'm like, yo, I just want to flow. Yeah. I just want to have some ease uh, in my life. And having that balance has allowed me to master that feel. Mm-hmm. And then having flow and just relaxing and chilling and kicking it. Mm-hmm. is what allows me to even have personal relationships because if I show up like the detail-oriented person that I am within my career, mm-hmm. you're, y'all wouldn't fucking like me. Yeah, and I, I just kind of go, um, I think the focus when you're, you are trying to have a, um, a partnership that does include both business and pleasure, business and personal life, is both parties remembering that just remembering the end goal right and that all of the things that are being put in here are to get these things done um i do think people should work with one another on business because we each have different gifts we have different um strengths and different weaknesses and it's not that you aren't a detailed person when you work on the space that you are great at working on you are very detailed with that yeah the because, online course academy i think i was really detailed and meticulous right and getting Where, everything done as anything aesthetic i'm paying attention to all the fine details of that and it's not that you don't care about aesthetic but you don't go as detailed as i do so then we get to trade that off to have this amazing finished product so if you're you're focused on, hey, the end goal is getting these things done and running this business so we can provide something that is useful to other people, I think even that, if you're focused on that, that even allows you to check yourself yes. while, while dealing in this and making sure that you're not allowing your emotions to take over on things or... Well, yeah, essentially your emotions to take over on things because even when people have these falling outs with business, it, it, it is about how they feel, right? And sometimes how they feel can lead to one another doing fucked up shit to one another. Right. Um, but if you're if that's the most important thing, being able to provide whatever it is that you do or create to people, y'all should be able to recenter around that. So then my question for you is, mm-hmm. in these business relationships that we've mentioned that ended, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did yours end mutually? Um, no, it did not end mutually. Was it you deciding to end it or was it the other person? Um, I would say it was the other person because even though we had our personal issue I wasn't even looking for a personal falling out you know in the situation it was right. to me it was like a bump in the road 
And for this other person, it was a, I can't be around you. I can't, um, you know, I can't do business with you or any of those things. And being real, the situation um, wasn't anything that was deep. I think the re the reaction makes it sound like it was something really, really deep. Um, but it was, you know, sick babies. If we, <laughs> if we simplify it down without getting into all the details, it was a conversation about sick babies and just not being able to babysit because of sick babies. Right. And it, it just, it, it spiraled out into a whole thing and this person did not want to deal with me in their personal life anymore, didn't want to deal with business, those sorts of things, and I just learned to respect it. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first one didn't end um, on my say. It was, you know, somebody just saying, hey, mm -hmm. I'm not interested in where this is going. Um and when you really got down to the, the crux of it, what really made them end the relationship was the fact that they didn't have the time to work on the business and their additional shit. Mm -hmm. And this is where we constantly uh, have conversations about um, passivity and assertiveness yeah. and how people think that the opposite of being passive is being assertive or being aggressive, being well, they think it's they think that the aggression is the way that they're supposed to go to be assertive, mm -hmm. but us being assertive has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with being aggression, aggressive. right? Mm -hmm. And that that was my whole point there. Yeah, assertiveness is not the opposite of passiveness or passive aggression. Yeah, right. Assertiveness is the balance between aggression and passivity. Yes, right. It's yeah. the appropriate amount of energy put into a situation mm -hmm. so that you can communicate and get your point across. Yeah. And I say all that to say if she was simply assertive and just said, yo, I got a lot going on. Is there a way that I can just back out and play this smaller role? Would you feel slighted? Um, I'm interested in the business, but uh, I'm just not interested in this portion. Even with you saying that smaller role, right? This is why I go like having that clarity in these conversations is so important in the beginning mm -hmm. because what, do, what are you able to do, right? Yes. People can assume that business partnerships mean everybody goes in 50, 50, right? And it's not always that way. You can understand if, Hey, this is what I'm able to do within this space. I still want to be a part of this project. I still think this is a business that we should create, but what I'm able to give to this is this. Just be be assertive and clearly state that that is what your situation is because we can find additional partners to come and work if we right. need to, or maybe I am willing to take on extra work. Maybe it's... You know, maybe it doesn't even have to be you taking a smaller role. Maybe mm -hmm. it is you going to find the person who can do the work yeah. and us figuring out how we pay that person. And because you found them in the first place, like, I wasn't going to go do it. Yeah. Like, There's different ways to right. make these dealings with one, with one another. And I just think that um, this is a deeper conversation that we can have at a later time. But just with business, 
in general, um, a lot of times we don't actually think about the full spectrum of what we want to do. So even when people are sitting down to create the business with one another, they don't always think about what their role actually looks like in that business. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be somebody's waiting for somebody else to tell them right. what that role is. And that's not how building this business well, <laughs> works in the first place. So right. if she was able to clearly state, hey, this is the role that I can and would like to take on, that would have been better for everybody. You know, a very simple concept that shows you that people read books, mm-hmm. right? People read shit all the time. They go through all this personal development crap, uh-huh. right? And they don't apply it. And it because becomes, they don't comprehend it. Because, <laughs> listen, it's crap when you're just trying to use it as a status symbol. Right? Yeah, you're, you're showing everybody's reading Atomic Habits right now. So I'm showcasing that I'm, I'm gonna reading I'm going to take you back. Habits. I'm going to show you how deep I've been in... Um, wow, uh, you just really like tapped on a thing about how personal development has really become a status symbol. symbol. So now check this out. Um, Stephen Covey, mm-hmm. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh-huh. Right? Um, Another so, one people talk about all the time. Right. And I love the concept, right? There's a lot of really good concepts in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one that people need to freaking go back to, especially when they're fucking talking about business. This is fucking important. That's why I'm cursing so much. I'm putting the emphasis <laughs> in the correct places. Win, win. Mm-hmm. Operating with a win-win in mind, right? Just because you have to pull back doesn't mean it can't be a win-win. Just because right. something needs to change doesn't mean it can't be a win-win. Negotiate, yes, right. So when that uh, re- business relationship ends, uh, re- the first one I talked about with the uh, course, right? This is a very interesting time, right? Because this is the first time that this happens. Right, we're going to talk about the second time it happens. But it's just understanding you you'd rather you'd rather set it up so that it seems as though there is a clear loser. Right. And this is where I go, if that's the mentality that someone has, I don't want to work with you. Right. And this goes into number two. Mm-hmm. Right? This relationship I did end. And I probably should have ended it much sooner or had um some clear boundaries from the start. Mm-hmm. And if you know me, you know, like, it has been a tough road to get me to understand why I need to have boundaries. <laughs> like, I am such a fucking, like, a little orphan kid. Like, well, I love everybody. Well, it, I, <laughs> right? I, I was just going to say, it, it, it's wanting to live in, in in this ideal world where, hey, we can all function with one another without having to have all of these different what can feel like rules and regulations right. to engage with one another but you you are stating you have learned why boundaries are beneficial to you and here's why mm-hmm. right so everybody always hears me say last year best friend got shot mm-hmm. right well during that time I'm in a business I'm in this current business Right. With, you know, 
it starts out with four people, right? This yeah. is the original. I rehashed the business course idea. I present it, make sure the presentation is good. We had a whole, this is the problem. We're the solution. Here's how we're going to be the solution. This is what we're going to offer. Mm -hmm. And if you remember that, mm -hmm. you remember that the online course academy mm -hmm. was not, uh, it wasn't called the online course academy, but there was a mention of courses yes. to solve what we described as the problem. Yes. So we're definitely on track right now, right? Yes. So that being said, one of these four people, um, the relationship starts out just within the same network, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, I'm a martial artist. She's learning martial arts from me. Um, and we're within the same circles. Mm -hmm. And even during that time, right? She, we're already involved in business. We do the presentation. We get started. Things are going. Mm-hmm. Along the way, right? Because as anybody knows, when you're in close proximity to people, uh -huh. you develop closer relationships, more intimate relationships, yes. right? Um, so along the way, there's several people around me that notice like, yo, you're showing up to, to be in this space with this person and they aren't um, taking it serious. And that's with mm -hmm. the training, right? Like, so... My, my mom is the first person that notices it. She tells me, like, yo, is she training or is she, like, giggling and playing and... Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um. Another person who notices it is my actual martial arts teacher. Mm -hmm. Um. And this was a day where all of us go over there. I have the kids and everything. And this is what he pulls me to the side and tells me. And let's just point out that the time difference between that is the pro almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. This is almost a year after my mom pointed this out to me. Mm -hmm. When he pulls me to the side and he points out, he's like, look, and me and you are already in a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and should I say the nature of our relationship? I guess that would kind of help people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the nature of our relationship is, number one, we're both poly. Mm -hmm. um, Ari, you're bisexual. Yes. Right? Um, so that's pretty much the nature of our relationship. Mm -hmm. The nature of my relationship with this person is she's interested, but it's complicated. Yeah. Right? And it's not that I'm not interested. I'm not pressed on it. Yes. I'm more concerned with business. Yes. Um, Which, if you know ambition, that's always the case. No yeah. matter the relationship, man, woman, child, business is, yeah. is first and foremost. I don't care who you are. If you <laughs> want to be my friend, you mm -hmm. should probably be my friend with a business. Or if you don't want to talk about business, then we're probably not going to be friends. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and I will state... That even these conversations come up with the little people. So it is something that this is a part of his character and he's very serious about business and you can respect that or fuck off. Yeah. Point blank period. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm serious about business the way that some people are serious about their jobs. Right. Right. <laughs> and committing to going to go get a pension that doesn't exist in today's time. Right. Unless you work for like SoCal Edison. SoCal Edison still has a pension, guys. That makes sense, right? So if you're doing government work or something like that, that makes sense. I think city 
think at least in California the uh, bus drivers too they get pensions. Right, you have to or go for like city jobs, jobs, city government jobs, government jobs. jobs. Yeah. Right, but government jobs are really shitty. That's so, why they give you the pension. Yeah, <laughs> they mistreat you. I and anybody out there who said, "Oh, you should talk in government," I, I worked for the government. Shut up. Um, so the nature of my relationship with this person develops as well. Mm-hmm. And what my my teacher pulls me to the side and he says, "Hey, man, pay attention." Because my kids are there, and he's watching the way that she's operating with yeah. my kids. And he explains to me that what he sees her doing is trying to show you up. Yeah. And we're already in a relationship. Like, this is my nesting partner. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I lay down to you, next to you every night. Um, I I think already at this time, you're, you're homeschooling my son. Right? Yeah. Like, the, the, the youngest yeah. of our bunch was on the way these sorts of things we we right yeah there's relationships and all of that with the little people so but either which way again as i mentioned mm-hmm. i don't have a lot of barriers to entry so i'm like okay you you want a relationship that's cool with you mm-hmm. right um again took some negotiation eventually is cool with you whatever mm-hmm. when my best friend passes right like and Y'all, you got to understand how turbulent this is for me because this is last year, the year before that, the matriarch and the patriarch of my family passes away, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sitting here boohooing like a big freaking kid. Um, I, st- I stopped training for an entire month when my grandmother passed mm-hmm. because it was like, yo, I can't even go see her because I didn't take care of things that I was supposed well, to take and, care of. And during that time, it was that... Like you said, it was both the matriarch and the patriarch of the family, one right after the other. Yeah. So, I, I kind of was in this depression. Mm-hmm. And now, here we are again, my best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And that one hits even closer, because even if you listen to some of the things I said last year, mm-hmm. you know, the, the group of young men that we were a part of at that time when we were in high school... A lot of us didn't have like fathers around, so we mm-hmm. really sharpened each other and polished each other to become the men that we are today. And I'm very proud of the men that uh, all of these brothers have turned into. And and it was the um, the relationship that you guys had, mm-hmm. uh, in, in addition to how he came to be in the situation he was in, all of that combined contributed to where you were emotionally during this time. Right. Um, so in that space, this is what causes me to end the personal relationship with this business partner. And this is, you know, I'm flying back home, right? Um, gotta go get my other friend mm-hmm. because, you know, like I don't have to hide this from anybody. It's not like we come from you know, these good, solemn places. Well, well, I guess we'll go tell the police all the information we know. Like, that's not even the case, right? Like, part of the word that we got back that ran around the entire clique was like, yo, if anything happens to anybody associated with the situation or that we think is associated mm-hmm. with the situation and it can be tied back to any one of us, they're shutting down the whole case. Yeah. Right. And they're not looking for nothing. 
Yeah. So everybody just kind of kept hush, and I went to but go get him. Th- there's a lot of emotions involved. A lot. Right. So I went to go get him because he decided that he was going to go to the actual wake. And I know my mans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know my people. Yeah. So I go get him, and I don't know what the situation is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I go get him and, you know, he got a body coming back. Yeah. Right? And we got to operate. Well, don't tell me, my, you know, don't tell me, but, yeah. you know, do you need to go somewhere? You need to go off? Mm-hmm. Well, then, all right, cool. So I negotiated with his business partner again. And actually, negotiate was the wrong word. I just asked her. I said, look, my man's coming over because he said at your spot. Mm-hmm. Right? And they had a... um pretty decent sized house so she was like yeah cool and again because of where uh the nature of the relationship had gone this was really a um it it was a personal it was a personal yeah it most definitely was a a personal ask Mm -hmm. um and one that i could have very well accepted if she had said no like that is yeah completely reasonable but she says yes whatever happens my friend gets back um He's like, nah, I don't know them. I'm not comfortable. Uh, yeah, he, I don't want to say he that. He stayed the night here, and then he got to be around all the little people. Because, yeah, he and just he wanted took, to be here. Yeah. Um, so I let her know, which should be very understandable. Again, y'all just lost your best friend. He wants to be close to his other best friend who's here. The the him changing his mind made yeah, a whole lot it makes sense. perfect sense, right? Um, so we. I let her know, and her words out of her mouth to me, right? This is what, less than a, a well, about a week after my best friend just got shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I, when I tell y'all I'm a wreck, because I, I literally quit, quit my uh, job that same week. Like, quit. Right? Like, yeah. not like, oh, well, you know, here's a two-week notice. Like, yo, I'm out. Right? Yeah. Um... So I'm, I'm in a rough spot. She, she says to me when I tell her that my friend doesn't want to stay in there. Oh, well, I spent time cleaning this room and putting it together. Uh, I need you to pay me for that. I just said to her, I was like, yo, I'm not, I'm not going to pay you for cleaning your house. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, the, I asked you if you could stay there. The situation changed. He doesn't want to stay there. Yeah. Right? That's and, not a thing where and, you should... I wasn't paying you in the first place. And then when we we when we physically got there, it wasn't like there was all of this massive work done. Yeah, right. it wasn't the, the fucking space. Ramada. Right. <laughs> and even the Ramada, you know that there's um I was listening to this comedian Theo, uh, Theo Vaughn. He says that uh there's a killing at every Ramada in America except two, right? Oh, and people are on the forum talking about how oh these guys are just sleeping safe like. That offend you? So that was hilarious, right? Um, so obviously, understandable, uh, understandably on my part, I end the relationship. I end the personal side of the relationship, right? Um, but again, I'm a business guy. So we go back over there on the Monday, me and him, and, uh, Again, this is to talk about business. And I say Mm -hmm. that this is to talk about business. And we get there, and her friend is, oh, she's upstairs. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, why are you telling me that she's upstairs? Mm -hmm. Right? 
why would I separate from everybody to go upstairs? Mm-hmm. That oh, because you want a person, some personal time, mm-hmm. right? Any everybody else can read between the lines. Y'all are grown, <laughs> right? So I'm sitting downstairs. I'm like, okay, I'm not going downstairs. So she finally comes downstairs. We talk about the business uh, side of the house, right? We we don't reach a negotiation. This is a totally different uh, business mm-hmm. agreement, mm-hmm. business deal. Uh, we don't reach any sort of term. So, you know, you walk away from the table. No harm, no foul. Uh, I want to say a couple months go by, right? And we're still working on the primary business. And we get uh, a client in that for the business course, right? And this is an eight-week client. And we're spreading the time between uh, the intent. This was actually all around the same time. All around the same time? Yeah. All okay, of this so. was around the same time. So we um, probably started working with the client um, just before the last situation that you described. I think we had signed with the client, um, I think actually before you ended up going to New York. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, if anybody could remembers during those times, I'm not sure if the lives may still be up on my Instagram, right? Um mm-hmm. If you go back and look, I started doing lives with four people. One person uh, jumped out of the business very respectably. He said, look, I got a kid on the way. I got my own business that I'm working on. I just don't have the time right now. I would love to remain a portion of it, uh, a part of this business. And we kept him on board as an advisor. Yes, because we had started with the Zoom calls. And um, when... Uh, he had to step down. That's when we started moving Went towards into lives. the lives. Mm-hmm. So now we're doing lives. And now I want to say a couple weeks have gone by. And it's understandable for me why you aren't on the live. Because we actually share lives. And, well, you know, you the kids. Even with that, at that time, it was throwing two babies in the stroller. And walking around while we did the live. So... And you got to hope that the signal is good. And yeah. and this is just telling you guys how much we've been dedicated to this business. But so now there's multiple lives, mm-hmm. right? That's supposed to be content for our business. And, and one in particular, um, one in particular was actually when you were in New York. Literally and in the hotel the day before. So you're still, you're still showing up. Uh, for the live with everything going on, I'm back home still showing up with on the live, and it's just me and the little people. Um, and this was, I think, the first time not the first time that she hadn't shown up on a live, but the first time that it was like a no call, no show. We didn't hear right, not a single thing, no call, no show, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's missing the lives and then telling me after the fact. Yes. Right? Now, you guys got to understand something. Whether you're an equal partner in a business or a subordinate or the fucking boss. Mm -hmm. Right? Because even if you're the boss, even if you're the top dog, nobody wants to fucking wait on you. I was in the military for nine years, and one of the things that everybody always bitched about is, yo, why the fuck do we have to show up at a formation for 5.30, be in formation by 5.45 and then wait until 6.30 
for the fucking commander to show up. Oh shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what the so it does and I say this because you got to understand it doesn't matter who you are, nobody wants to wait on you. Right? Yeah. And and people got limits. Like there's a certain amount of time that they're willing to wait for you. Right. So the conversation occurs, right? Mhm. And what my problem is in this conversation is a complete lack of accountability. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, oh, yeah, I, m- I missed it, but I'll, I'll be there for the client call, though. Yeah. And I, when I heard, I was oh, no, no, you're not. The, you wanna, you're incentivized to be there for the client call, but you're not doing any of the work that it took to close clients, mm-hmm. right? You're not showing up yeah. to close clients, but you want to show up for the client call no, nah, we're done. Yeah, and that, and just just to kind of give a little extra on that, that is actually something that we're um, really big on when you're stepping into these roles of leadership. You don't get to pick and choose where and when you want to show up for that and when you don't want to show up for that. And well, it's I mean, all about feel good. I, I will say this, right? Like, if you can't show up for something, if we're working on a project, there's a live, there's a stream, and you can't show up, I, I really don't care. It's it's the lack of communication I have a problem with. And if the communication occurred, there would have been some negotiation well, between you and I had, about how you can remediate well, that. Well, we had determined that it was more so a uh, what she wanted to show up for. Um, because of even the way that it was brought up, like, oh, my bad, I missed the thing. It was very, like... And a lack of communication. Yeah. Of a, a lack of communication. If you didn't want to show up for the lives and you only wanted to do certain portions, we could have discussed that. You Yes. You didn't do that at all. Yes. Right? So now I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Right? So I said, look, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right? I cashed her out. I paid her what I felt was fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody might be listening, well, why was it what you felt was fair instead of whatever the negotiation was? Well, because we had a team dinner and I sat down at the table with everyone and I said to everyone, yo, we got to work on percentages and contracts mm-hmm. and, you know, really document ownership. And Ari, uh-huh. I, I know you say I always tell the story, but do you remember what everybody said to me? Um, that, uh, it was, it, it was fine and not worried about it. Right. Nobody was worried about it. Um, and understand my stance of, I wasn't necessarily worried about it is again, everything we're working on in the same pot. Right. You get what I mean? <laughs> it, it wasn't like it, and th- this isn't a stance. Well, you didn't even really say you weren't worried about it. Right. It, mm-hmm. it was more so. Look, you, you got to take things for with a grain of salt and take them for what they actually mean. Mm-hmm. If you've been working on a business with somebody and they say, well, you know, I'm not worried about the contracts or whatever. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about that. Um, there's two things. Mm-hmm. Either they have an extreme sense of trust, mm-hmm. right, which I don't think was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, or you don't think this is going anywhere and you are slowly trying to uninvolved yourself yeah and for myself it was more so during that time i felt like um i wasn't able to show 
up in the business as much as I would have liked to. Mm-hmm. And um, the other two members were putting in a lot of the footwork in addition to yourself. So I was more so waiting to kind of hear where everyone else was at. And then it just, like we said, we sat down at that table and everyone was just kind of like, oh, well, we're good. Yep. We're not worried about it. So, so I we ca- left it at that. Right. And when it comes time now to end the relationship, I cash you out. Um, I pay you what I felt was fair. Um, and I say, look, this is the end of the relationship. Right? That's that. And the reason that was that was because, again... Now you are taking your actions personally mm-hmm. and the slights that you've been doing personally mm-hmm. into a business space. Yeah. Right? And I am hyper-focused on business. So when people slight me personally, I don't notice nor care. Because mm-hmm. I'm not even focused on the shit that people are focused on. I could... Don't care. Mm-hmm. But... Don't slight me in business. Mm-hmm. Right? Be straight up. Be straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this like, oh, well, you know, I'm a very difficult business. I'm really not. No, I'm not extremely right. down to earth as a businessman, even. The problem here came in with the, you're not showing up. The content that you're making, um, number one, everything that gets made, it's like I, I also need to be hands-on for yeah. Right? Like, like yeah. It yeah. doesn't get made if I'm not with you in the room. And I'm not sure if because in the personal side of the relationship, this was a now a, a way for you to get more of my time or whatever. Um, but that still shouldn't influence what's going on, um, you know, with the businesses. Because at the end of the day, um, the shit needs to get done. But in... <laughs> Within our stuff, nine times out of ten, I'm the quickest to go, hey, I'm going over here to go get some shit done. Yep. Because <laughs> that, that's the primary focus with these businesses, our objective to meet our goals. So that covers the relationship that I've ended, right? Again, um, I still don't think it was me taking in the personal crap, mm-hmm. right? Because I ended the personal relationship in... I didn't want to end the business relationship, to be honest with you guys, right? I, I think that that's a, usually an unnecessary thing to do. Yeah, and they, they really happen at the same time. Um, you, they happen at the same, within the same conversation, right? Um, you had ended the personal side of things. I, I No, it wasn't within the same conversation. I actually called her back. It, but I'm saying within the same day. The, within the same day, all of these things occurred, and um, I'm pointing yes. it out because, like you said, a personal ending is not does not weigh on the business for you. Um, so what really happened was, oh no, you might be right. It didn't happen on the same day. It was within a couple of days, but you had ended the the personal um, relationship, and there was an expectation. That's what it was. There was an expectation for. Um, her to show up on another one of the lives. So this was after the one that was missed when you were in New York. And because of the con- the personal space ending, she didn't show up on the live and didn't say anything to anybody. Um, and so that's when, when the business relationship um, ended. 
just just kind of clarifying that yeah you really are someone who the business is the priority so if the personal didn't work out that's just life you right. know what i mean um how are we moving forward with business and the way that i took took it from her stance was that the personal meant more and so she didn't want to show up for the space you and and now let's let's talk about it that's not just her stance mm-hmm. that's majority of people's stance and that's also majority of the reason why you hear sayings like don't mix business with family don't mix business with, with friends, friends. Mm-hmm. all of these things it, it's always some bullshit excuse like, oh, well, if things don't go right with the business, you lose a friend. Or if things don't go right with a, the business, you lose a, a partner. And mm-hmm. It's like, no, that isn't the case, right? It doesn't like, have to be the case. It doesn't have to be the case at all. If you have a personal relationship with me, you can maintain a personal relationship with me. Um, in all honesty, I think the real loss of the personal relationship was the mistreatment of the business relationship. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, and I, I think she had an understanding of that. I think all of us had the understanding of that. Mm-hmm. That if the business relationship ends, there's no hope that yeah. I will be interested in a personal relationship ever again. Like as a friend or, and it's yeah, not that I'm not more, interested. No, like we could be cordial. So, you more so expressed it as, hey, these things couldn't have been shown up for in a way where we're helping each other grow and um move forward so then in the personal space what's going on you get what i mean this was a primo opportunity for us to to really commit to pushing that needle forward so that we both have some success in our life and there's been a decision to say fuck the success essentially so then, yeah, I get it. You get into the personal and it's like, okay, so are we just supposed to laugh and giggle and life's great? You get what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, man. I think, look, it, this goes back to the earlier conversation where we talked about assertiveness being the balance between aggression and passivity. Mm-hmm. And if we're honest, what I'm really searching for is the balance between a business relationship and a personal relationship. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, we, we just launched a project for a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We're working on another project for uh, a mentor of mine, right? Like, people that I really respect and I do have, uh, I believe I have good personal every, relationships with. Everyone that we... Um work with in our service-based businesses um, are people that we have relationships with. They're right. people that we know. But what often happens is in personal relationships, and this is why people say don't mix business with pleasure. Because in personal relationships, we literally force people mm-hmm. to put up with bullshit and nonsense. Yeah. And now that everybody is on the train of boundaries... Mm-hmm. Go ahead and mix those business relationships and your personal relationships because the discoveries that you were going to make in business on why that should that relationship should have ended is going to occur personally anyway. Yes, these, these sorts of things, it, it's not about, and this is why I, y'all will hear me say it all the time, I'm, I don't like labels of things, right? And 
the ways that in which people will try to label things is they think they're labeling them that way because they think there's a separation on how you behave in this space versus this space, right? Like people will go family and friends. Well, family's supposed to be more important than the friend space is supposed to be. But there's varying reasons for why one may be this way or not that way, right? I go, these boundaries that I create are mm -hmm. about the relationships that I have in general. Doesn't matter if it's a personal or a business relationship, right? Because there are, again, just boundaries that I have in place um, with the people that I'm engaging with. If I can't trust you personally, I can't trust you in business. If I can't trust you in business, I can't trust you personally because it's a one and the same. It's a relationship. Right. You get what I mean? And um, paying attention to those things and nurturing those things are important. And if you can't respect the boundaries that I have um, in either arena, then that just kind of is what it is. But these boundaries are here so that we make sure we are maintaining a healthy space with one another that their boundaries aren't there to control people. No. Boundaries aren't there to mistreat people. Um, boundaries aren't there to just be harsh on people for harshness sake. They're really because you want to have a healthy space and relationship with this person. Well, this is the thing, right? Um, we live in a world where someone will be working on their selves right they'll be working on healing themselves mm -hmm. but let's be very honest about this if you are working on healing yourself in a vacuum mm -hmm. right on your own mm -hmm. you might not have a really great idea about how you're fucked up you, socially let's be real you can't heal in that manner at all because what ends oh, up I disagree the lessons that you learn mm -hmm. they're connected to the people that you interact and engage with so universe is going to test mm -hmm. if you've actually learned the lesson and a lot of them have to do with the relationships that we have with the people around them it's funny that this actually comes up because I, we, I literally just had this conversation with uh, our 7 year old about exactly this he's like how is how is uh kayna learning how to sleep in the room by herself or how not to cry by just being in the space right and i'm like there's lessons in there with her as she's interacting and engaging with you guys in that space so yeah you can quote unquote heal but there's going to become a, a point in time where it's tested. And if you're only staying in a cocoon, mm -hmm. right, then it's never tested. And then I begin to question, have you actually healed? Because healing doesn't mean making the perfect environment so you never have to deal with this thing again. Mm -hmm. it, it It's, can you be in these spaces and still hold your boundaries? Can you be in these spaces and still communicate what you need to communicate? Can you still, you get what I mean? Can yes. you still hold these um, stances and lessons that you've learned even in quote unquote negative situations? It's not just creating a uh, 
positive bubble and I never have to deal with any sort of negativity again. I'll be very... I think that there are levels to healing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a healed, like, done. I think that everybody's always healing. But I will say that um, you can heal by yourself. Like, you can heal for how you treat you. Yes. Right? And you can heal for how you feel about you. Um, And when people say, oh, well, I'm working on it on my own, that's what I think they're doing. They're they're working on how they treat them and how they feel about them. But that doesn't mean that you're not a fucked up person socially. Yes, That's all I'm saying. Even with that piece, how you treat you still uh, gets tested in social interactions because boundaries teach people how they should treat you. Mm-hmm. If you don't have those boundaries or you don't want to call them boundaries, communication about the ways and the things that are okay and not okay people are going to do whatever they think is okay or not okay, right? And that can still rub up against you. A lot for me with my own um, healing journey of how I treat myself has actually been tested with the relationships that I have Mm -hmm. with other people because not intentionally are these people trying to do anything to... uh, step over boundaries, right? Right. They're just moving and grooving through life. Am I still taking care of me and respecting me in those spaces? The obligation to respect me is doesn't come from the other person. Mm-hmm. That comes from myself. So that's why I still say like, yeah, you're right. Yes, you can heal, but there there becomes a cap if you're not going and engaging with other people. You you leave a space where you become stagnant in your in your growth if you are only staying in an environment by yourself um human relationships and interactions occur all day every day all throughout the world and a lot of people who have stated that they're healed and they're in a closed environment watch how they interact with people when they go to the grocery store um no but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying it like and this is where we disagree. Like, I do agree mm-hmm. that human beings are social characters, right? Mm-hmm. But depending on what your goal and your purpose is, um, that healing and isolation may not put a cap on you. If your goal is to be Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk, you can walk around like you have Asperger's and be a dick to everybody and still become a billionaire. I'm not saying these guys are dicks, right? Like, you, you see examples of them just being whoever they are. But my, my point there is that I think that depends on what your goal is. But um, I'm, is, is the belief that they're staying in isolation forever? No, I'm saying that there are even people who who treat themselves because mm-hmm. they are. And this is going to sound really mm-hmm. fucked up. Right. But I come from a place where there are people who the way that they get to express the feelings Mm -hmm. is by going the fuck off on you or beating you the fuck up. Mm -hmm. So them not having boundaries more so has to do with them wanting to beat you the fuck up. Right. And then somebody will say, oh, well, their boundaries is the fact that they'll yell at you, curse you out, or hit you. No, that's not not their boundary. Right. That's what they prefer to do. Yeah. They like beating you the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, this is true. They're, and that ties back into what we were stating with the uh, passive aggressiveness. 
there are spaces where people will or not... Or aggressive aggressiveness. Aggressive aggressiveness, <laughs> right. But it still has a level of passive aggressiveness because there's not a communication of what these things are. Yes. Right? Be, because I hope a motherfucker would. You get what I mean? There, There's a... There's no. A, a, okay, a so not... on the man side, mm-hmm. we're, with, with uh, hyper-masculinity, right? What happens is you'll sit in a circle full of men Mm-hmm. And be like, yo, you do that, I'm gonna fuck you up. No, but you're expressing the boundary. Even there, you're actually expressing the boundary. If you cross this line, this is the result of that. The way that you say it is not about expressing the boundary. You'd be like, yo, you do that shit, I'm gonna fuck you up. No, I know that the, and in, then it's like, the intention because, isn't about the boundary, but you're expressing a boundary. Yeah, the reason that you're not expressing a boundary, mm-hmm. and this is between men and other men. All men know. If you disrespect another man, mm-hmm. right? Or so even uh, somebody hasn't done something mm-hmm. and you look at them and go, "If you do that, I'm gonna fuck you up." I ought to punch you in your face right fucking now. Why are you talking to me like that? Right? Because mm-hmm. that's not passive aggression. That's aggressive aggression. They like you didn't even do the thing. Right, you may not even have been near the thing. Let's say, well, okay. I can give I can give that to you from the sense of you're giving me the energy like I did the thing already mm-hmm. in the communication. So I under I understand that they still are expressing a boundary, but the way in which the boundary <laughs> is being expressed is this thing has happened a lot before. And so they don't want this thing to happen again. And that's where the aggression comes with it. Sometimes they don't even care about the boundary or the thing happening. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just want to beat you the fuck up. That's what I'm saying. Like the conversation. You got to give me an example of a thing. Because the one you gave doesn't doesn't necessarily uh, describe that. It's set tripping. It's when you, okay, it's like if I'm a grown ass man, I know Boosie, how Boosie is homophobic. Mm-hmm. And I go around Boosie wearing a bonnet mm-hmm. and uh, dressing gay. But I do it specifically so I can incite him mm-hmm. and fight him afterwards. Like, this is really how men move. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how men can move. Not all mm-hmm. men move this way, right? Or you know somebody is just like that and you'll antagonize them because what you want to do is put yourself in that space. So that's why I'm saying that there are people who don't create the boundary because they believe that they'll treat themselves by making you pray. You're now a meal. Mm-hmm. That's how we, like, in New York, we used to say, yo, I'll, I'll clean your food, bro. I'll clean your plate, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's what it is. You're a meal. You're food. Mm-hmm. Right? It's aggressive. Aggr- and it's with, amongst yourself. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, yo, you, yo, son, you do that. I'm going to fuck you up. Yo, don't talk to me like that. That person setting the boundary. Mm-hmm. The second person setting the boundary, the first person not setting the boundary. I, I, I can. It's one of those things where it's not a, a, a clear in every situation. This person is not setting a boundary because I've had conversations like that in relationships. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm trying to have a problem with this person. It was literally. I've experienced this thing happen a lot, right? So I'm mm-hmm. expressing what my boundary is up front before... Well, boundaries should be expressed before the thing is done. The boundaries 
um, don't express them after the thing is done. Express what your boundaries are about things before things are done, right? But I I was expressing that to give him the 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 heads up of like this is something that is a is a line in the sand for me. But I did use the aggressive aggressive energy, right? Mm-hmm. Because of all of the times I experienced that thing before. So the energy that I was giving him was not for what our relationship was because he hadn't done shit. Right. But in, <laughs> in my, I guess in my opinion, that's not a boundary. That's a threat. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you make a threat and somebody responds in kind, you get what I mean? Like, I that's what it was a healthy boundary. It's a boundary. But I didn't say it was a healthy boundary. No, it's a, it's a, it's not a, I still don't consider it a boundary because, all right, look, even between men, Mm -hmm. right? A man could walk in this room and go, yo, man, don't step on my shoes. If you step on my shoes, like, I'm not, I'm not going to take it well. We're going to come to blows, right? That I can consider a boundary, Mm -hmm. right? You still told me that you might hit me, but you didn't say it like disrespectfully. Right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. When you say, yo, you do that, I'm going to fuck you up. Nah, you trying to punk me. Right? That's where I'm getting at. So when you aggressively state the boundary you're be- and you're being but, disrespectful. But that's what I'm stating. We're talking about two different things here. And I'm glad that you gave the explanation that you did because it points out the two different things that we're talking about. I'm talking about the actual statement. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the tone that the person uses, the energy they're bringing when they're yes. delivering the statement. Yeah. I okay, I understand that. Yeah, if somebody comes and talks to you calmly and they're expressing that boundary, like, yo, if this, then this, and this, this is gonna be what my response is. I'm, I'm letting you know I know me, I know what I like and don't like, right? I like you, so I'm expressing the boundary. I think you're a cool person, so I'm expressing this boundary. I may have seen that this is something that you've done with other people, and whatever with other people is with other people, but I'm letting you know here, I don't like that to go on here. Yeah. But you're right, the other person is, it's, and I will agree with you, the uh, the aggression that comes with it is is enticing, Right? Now it's like, I want to step on this boundary to see if you really going to do what you're going to do. In my no, particular, we're going to skip the not, boundary. No, no, I'm going to slap the shit out you. But in my particular situation, hmm. I expressed that boundary in that way, and it didn't stop any of the things from occurring, right? I think that that energy, you're at invite. it's like, how do I describe it? It, it's just like you're asking for the energy to come back in that way because of right. the way that you're you're delivering it. It's yeah, it's like you're calling it out for it to come. I want you to be here. I want to deal with X, Y, and Z. That's mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. Got anything else? Um, I had a point at one at one point that I wanted to say before we got off of here. Um, we we talked about. So just to do a, a recap. A little wrap up, yeah. yeah. So we talked about if you are going to mix business and pleasure, make sure that you're being principled. Make yes. sure you check yourself. 
Um, I think that was the point of almost all, all of, of these those. conversations. Mm-hmm. When gotta have a, a, a self-reflection, a self, whatever it is that you gotta do, you gotta keep you in check. Don't leave it for other people to have to do. And I'll be honest, the relationships that I've had where I've mixed business and pleasure have been, ironically enough, the most healthy relationships because if there were just personal relationships, just would have been an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. right? And as as a man, and this is just for any men that are listening, as a man, you probably have a tendency to be abused in personal relationships because we don't complain, mm-hmm. right? But through mixing business and pleasure, I now have a forum where I could tell you this shit and not... And I, I thoroughly understand where you got yeah. me fucked up. B- business, but personally, it can be confusing yes, how you got business, me fucked business up. Business is very clear, right? Very clear and pointed where personal got a lot of different... It's like when you see uh, those boards as they're like mapping up an investigation and all the lines are everywhere, mm-hmm. right? That's personal life, but business is very clear and men can understand how to move and express what the boundaries are in this space. Right. And I'll be honest with you. I, I, what you just described as personal life, I don't want. Right. I don't want to have personal lives where <laughs> all the lines are yeah, like you're sitting everywhere. Because <laughs> that, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like not because you're my family means you get to disrespect me. No, right. a healthy, a healthy, uh, personal relationship, um, I do believe resembles a healthy business relationship because our relationships are transactions. But first point was make sure you're checking yourself. Business, personal life, don't have people having to fucking check you right. for the, the way you're behaving. Um, the second thing was making sure that you are communicating up front. Yes. Um, from the beginning, let's have clarity and understanding. We don't have to have everything mapped out because we're going to run into things as we're building the business. But if certain areas that we are concerned about, we've got to be assertive and have the conversation up front. And I think the um, what what came with the last point was having boundaries um, within these relationships, whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship, um, having healthy boundaries, healthy, being very clear on healthy. Boundaries are not to control people. And if it sounds like it's controlling or somebody tells you that it sounds like it's controlling, take a second to reevaluate the boundary. (laughs) That's all there is to it. all there is to it um you got anything else nah i think i think we shared a lot and we definitely gave some uh lessons learned right and we hope if uh if you have experienced some of these things that you've learned your lessons from that and that it hasn't hardened you in your process and if you're going you haven't gone into business yet and you want to go into business just carry these things, these lessons with you. But yo, actually, let's do this, right? DM us the both of our um, 
both of our Instagrams is going to be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, DM either one of us and tell us your stories of when you mix business with pleasure. Or just tell us a time where you realized that um, somebody was being abusive in a personal relationship and you put up with it because it was a personal relationship. D- DM us both. DM us business and pleasure situations that have gone well. And we are definitely open to the stories that didn't go so well because there's lessons in all of these. Yeah. and Sometimes you might have a lesson for us. Right. And we're open to it. Mm-hmm. All right. Out. Out. Thank you.